Today we'll be reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 19. It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away with a flood. They are as a, as a, as they are as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourishes, and it groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore ten. I mean threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off when we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servant. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us. And the years wherein we have been we have seen evil. Let thy works appear unto thy servant and thy glory to thy children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us, yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. I want to mainly focus at verse twelve. And Moses here in is wrote this psalm. It's a psalm of Moses. And he says, Lord, after he had mentioned all the things in verses 1 through 11, speaking about God's wrath, all of our days are passed away in thy wrath. Our years, the average lifespan of a man is three score and ten. That's 70 years. That's the average of a, a man's life. And if by reason of strength God enables him to live four score years, yet those, those extra years are filled with labor and sorrow. And we're soon cut off and fly away. Because of all this, he said, So, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. My main purpose in this message is to, to warn us all and for us all to consider how brief our life is. We are so prone to think, especially when we are young, we have all the time in the world when we were young, I remember when I was young, we were always wanting to get older. We wanted to be old enough so we could get our license and we could drive a car. And then we wanted to be old enough to be out on our own so that our parents wouldn't be telling us what to do. And all that time, we were just wasting those years. And now that as we get older, we wished we had not wished our life away. And now that we are older, we wished we had the strength of our youth. Time is something we all waste. We all wished we had more of. But the real issue is, 
is we don't use the time that we have wisely. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die. An old friend of mine years ago made this statement, Scott Richardson. He said, Your life begins with a slap on your rear end, and it ends with a shovel of dirt in your face. There was a time when you were born, and there is a set time when you will die. Job 14 verse 5 says, Seeing his days, or our days, are determined. They're determined. And the number of our months are with thee, and thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. This message was born from a couple of reasons. First of all, we are coming now to the end of this another year, 2015. And it's hard to believe that it is the end of another year. I can say this from experience, the older we get, the quicker it seems like time just passes by. And secondly, we've just had a couple of dear people near to us who have died. A lady in our church who was very dear to us, her husband died very recently. And then another man in our church, 90 years old, dear friend of ours, the Lord took him home. These things should cause us to consider very seriously our life. As we come to the end of a year, we, we think about and we, and we are just prone to reflect. What have we done this past year? What, what about the year ahead? I think that sometimes God sends these things, the deaths of these people, to cause us to wake us up and to get our attention, to think about life, to think about how short life is. Both those men that passed away, they were up in years. They had lived past 70. The one man lived to be 90, which that's old in our days. So a lot of people don't live that that age. So what are we to do? Moses said, Lord, teach us to number our days, that we may apply our lives, our hearts, unto wisdom. And he describes life in several different pictures here in these verses. In verse 5, he said it's like a flood. Our life's like a flood. We live in a world, in verse 9, he says, All our days are passed away in thy wrath. And when I think about a flood, I can't help but think about Noah and the flood that God sent, which was a display of his wrath. You imagine that we live in this world under the curse of God, under the wrath of God. <clears throat> the flood is continually flowing, and we are carried away by that flood and we can't resist it. It just carries us away. As soon as we are born, we begin to die. It's like we were born in the midst of a flood, and it just starts sweeping us away. And every day of our lives, it carries us nearer to death. The flood, it carries us violently and irresistibly. It's like... You imagine trying to swim in a flood, a water just gushing down a valley. That describes our life. 
we come forth just violently sweeping toward death. Which sweeps everything away in its path. You cannot resist getting older and dying. All our vain hopes are being washed away. Like a flood, there is, there is no resisting it. You say, well, I don't want to get older. Try it. There's nothing you can do. You're like in the flood, and it's carrying you away. Then he described also in verse 5, he said, it's like sleep. When we sleep, we are unconscious of our surroundings. We live as there's no tomorrow, unconscious. We don't consider how frail we are till something happens and people die. And we are caused to made, we are made to consider death and that we must all die. And how near eternity is. Men live in this world as though they are asleep, like they are sleepwalking. They're like they're living in a dream. They think the world's a dream, but one day you're going to wake up and it's going to be too late and life will be over. Have you ever not laid down, you're just tired and you wanted to take a nap and you wake up and you say, well, I didn't mean to sleep that long. Where did that time go? You lay down, maybe it's 12 noon, and first thing you know, you lay down, and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Where did those three hours go? You just slept it away. That's how most people, that's how our lives are. We just sleep it away, unaware of our surroundings. Don't know what's going on and could care less because we're asleep. We all, if we would be honest, we love to lay down and sleep especially when we get tired. We just, when you don't want to think about things, what do you want to do? You want to lay down and just sleep. When we see things going on in this world, what do we want to do? We just want to forget about it. Let me just lay down and sleep. And that's where we are. Then he describes it in verse 5 also as grass, which grows up and flourishes in the morning. Everything looks green and pleasant. But in the evening, the mower cuts the grass down and it immediately withers, changing its color and loses all of its beauty. That describes man. Man in his prime. He flourishes like grass, but he is weak, he is low, he is tender, and he is exposed to that which will come and wither him away. Wait till the winter come. Boy, the grass looks good in the spring. But let the summer heat come, and then let a good fall frost come. What happens to that grass? It withers it away. It's not green and flourishing anymore. That's like your life. You come forth. Oh, you're so beautiful. Look at a little child, but look at them when they're 90 years old. I've seen people, and it was so sad just in a few days, how, how that they grow so feeble. Is this the same person? Yes, that's our life. All flesh is his grass. When the winter of old age comes, it will mow us down, either by disease or by disaster. How, how hard is it to cut grass? It's very little hard to cut grass. That's us. We think we're so strong, we're just grass. All flesh is grass. 
Then in verse 9, he says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The spending of our years is like the telling of a tale. A year when it is passed is like a tale that is told. Just try to remember what you did this past year. Try it. If you could write it down, if you just wrote down what you could remember, just remember what you did. You could tell it in a story in a short time. Your past year is like a tale that's told. Most of it is just forgotten. You said, I can't hardly remember what I did yesterday, much less all year. Your, that's how your life is. It's forgotten. It's like a tale that's told. They told me a tale, and I just I can't even remember what they told me. Some of our years are pleasant years. Some of them are tragic. And most of our years are mixed with happiness and sorrow. But they're all short. Our years, when they are gone, can no more be recalled than the word that we have spoken can be recalled. The loss in our waste of time, which is our own fault and our own foolishness, we should spend our years with care and diligence. But the truth is, we do spend our life like the telling of a tale, to little purpose, without any regard, and each year passes as a tale that is told. And it's like a puff of smoke. It says in James 4.14, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while and then vanishes away. You've walked out on a real cold morning and you breathed out and you've seen your breath. How long did it last? That's how long your life is. So what should we do? We should ask God to teach us to number our days. We must be taught because we don't know how. By nature, we are ignorant to everything spiritual, things that are important. Life is a mathematical problem. For us, it is most difficult. He said, teach us to number our days. We can number our cows. We can number our herds. We can count our cash. We can figure our bank accounts. We can figure our investments so we'll know how much we need when we retire. Now, we can figure those things. We can number it. Well, this is how much I need. You, man will sit down and number those things, but he won't number his days. He will number what he thinks is important to him. But when it comes to the most important thing, Teach us to number our days, we are totally ignorant. That's why we must be taught these things. There is nothing more important than life. Our life is described not in months, not in weeks. It is described in days. How many times, if you'd noticed it, you go back later after I get through with the message and just look how many times he mentioned the word days, the days. All of our days are passed away in thy wrath. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us. Job said, man that is born of a woman is a few days 
and full of trouble. You think your life is long, your day is your your life is just days. You have days, days. Oh God teaches to number our days, and our days are full of trouble. What is he asking for? He's asking to have grace to consider how few our days are. How little of time we have to live upon this earth. Like I said, it mentions it three score and ten, seventy. And when he teaches us to number our days, now this is not saying, well, well, the average lifespan is seventy. Well, I'm fifty-six year old, well, I can do the math. Fifty-six from seventy is fourteen. Well, I've got fourteen years. That ain't what that's saying. And he's not saying number the years that you have lived. I could sit down and figure, if I could have a calculator, I could tell you exactly how many years I've lived. I could tell you how months I've lived. I could tell you how many days I've lived. I can count it. That's not what he's saying. He's saying for us to understand and to consider the shortness of our life. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Just a brief tale that is told. And when it's told, it's gone. Teach us to number our days. Why? Teach us to number our days. And you think about it. Now think with me for a minute. Just pause and consider your days. You don't have the promise of tomorrow. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. You say, preacher, now what's that talking about? Well, first you need to understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is not a thing. Wisdom is not, wisdom is a person that we may apply our heart unto seeking Christ. That's wisdom. If you've missed Christ, you've missed it all. Man's, man's goal, God, man, God created man to honor and glorify his darling son. 1 Corinthians one thirty says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us in the first thing he mentions. He is made unto us, Christ is made unto us, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. The book of Proverbs that was written by Solomon, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. God gave him wisdom. God gave him Christ. That's understanding. With Christ, you understand all things. You understand all mysteries. It says in Proverbs, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, neither decline from the words of the mouth of wisdom. What does wisdom say? Wake up. Wisdom is the principal thing. Like I said, we can count everything else. We can figure everything else out, but we can't, we won't take time to number that which is most important. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom with all thy getting, get understanding. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding rather than than to be chosen, rather than to be chosen than silver. Teach us to number our days. I'll tell you this, a wise man won't waste his time. 
If a man knew when it was springtime, he wanted a crop of corn. If he wanted corn in the fall, if he wanted something to eat in the fall, he wouldn't waste time in the spring. There's a time to plant. In Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time to reap. He better not waste time when it's time to plant. Because if he does, when it comes fall, he's going to starve to death. Why? Because he wasted his... The wise man will rise up early. He will get up. He says, I've got to make, I've got to cut hay, or I've got to do this when the sun's shining. I don't think I want to do it today. No, that's the foolish man. Our Lord give a parable of a foolish man. What is the opposite of wisdom? It's foolishness. Foolishness. And when we don't have the wisdom of God, we are by nature fools. Listen, Luke twelve sixteen, And our Lord spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. He planted, and his crops, he had an abundant supply of crops, whatever it was. And he thought within himself, now what am I going to do? I have no room to bestow all this corn I've gathered. And he said, this is what I'll do. I've got barns and all of my barns are full. I'll pull down my barns. Isn't that so foolish? You think of the effort it took to pull down the barns. And I'll build me greater barns. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. That's where he missed it. These were not his fruits or not his goods. God allowed him to have these things. But what did he do? And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Many years? Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Just waste your life on all this goodness you have. Never considered God in the picture. But listen to this little three-letter word, but. But God said unto him, You fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. This night, you fool, you're going to die. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? All those things you've worried about, what about them now, big boy? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and he's not rich toward God. Men live as though they are going to live forever, and they are not. You are not. We are not. If a man was sitting on death, death row, waiting to be executed the very next day, you think it would do him much good, it would bring him much joy if somebody come in and said you've been left a fortune? You're going to die tomorrow. You're going to die tomorrow. Would any struggle as they do for this world's wealth, as man does, it's to get as much as you can and walk over as many as you can to get it. If they knew that they were going to die tomorrow, I don't think so. 
There was a son called, we call him the prodigal son in Luke 15. And he's spoken of as a, someone who his father gave him. He asked for it and he gave it to him and he said, not many days after the father gave it to him, he gathered everything together, took his journey, got away from his father, and in that far country he wasted his substance on riotous living. He wasted it. And when he wasted it, you know what he did? He spent it all in a short period of time. You know, I've seen I've seen people do that. They they get a little bit of money, and in a short time it's gone. Then then what? It's just wasted. On nothing. Have nothing to show for it. We waste our time. We waste what we have. We just spend it like there's no tomorrow. If you knew you only had a little while, you'd be careful how you spend it. Say, for instance, say, well, I, well I've got $100. It's got to make me last. I'd be careful how I spend it, wouldn't I? I'd, I'd, I'd count every penny. Say, well, well this is going to cost me this. How much do I have? That's the number, our days. That's wisdom. So I can't, I can't do that. I can't waste my money on that. I've got to have something to eat. I, I need something stable. I need something to satisfy my soul, and I'm wasting it on the things of this world. Instead of spending our time, instead of wasting our time, the Bible says the wise man will redeem the time. Now listen in the book of Ephesians. Now this is, he's writing to believers. And we're all guilty of this. Believers and unbelievers alike. We all have us the same nature, which is a tendency towards sin. He said, don't be like the Gentiles are. They seek the things of this world. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says in Ephesians 5 verse 14, wherefore, he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall, see, shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, very carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. To me, it would be like a man that was in the military, walking across a piece of land, and he knew that they were landmines, he would be very careful every step he took. We live in a world that's filled with temptations. We live in a world that's filled with landmines, and we don't know the very next step we take. You better be careful the next step you take. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The wise man that applies his heart to wisdom will not waste his days upon the earth, but he will redeem the time. What is it to redeem the time? The word redeem means to buy, pay the ransom price. It means to buy back. Here it means to rescue or to recover our time from waste, to improve it, 
for in great for great and important purposes. If we don't redeem it, it will be wasted. Why should we redeem the time? Because the days in which we live, every day we live is an evil day. We don't know what's going to come. We don't know what's going to come to try to hoard up our time. We should redeem our time from the things that would waste our time. Let us not live our lives not just for ourselves. Let us live our lives to serve others. Let us give our attention about eternal matters. That's what I'm trying to warn us all today, not just you, but all of us. If I didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I would beg him, I would seek him, I would ask him to make himself known unto me. God, teach me to number my days. I can't buy back what I've lost. And ask him to give me grace and mercy to seek him. Lord, teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom. Till next Sunday, may God bless you.